This is the Four Seasons of Epic Fantasy. I am Sammy. I am Matello. Leah. Tomas. And today we are talking about music and how it inspires us as writers. And we are bringing back a special guest and dear friend of mine, David Jeffress, whose studio we are recording in today. Hi-oh! Find my other stuff on Dungeons & Chill and Comic Trades Monthly, as well as Cosplay, Stitch, and Scene. We were just talking about in the chat about our the music that oh, we listen yeah. to to assist yeah, yeah. with writing. Oh. And I know that I use specific songs to help prompt and lead every scene. And that's what all of my playlist is. It sounded like you do a similar thing. Oh, yes. I've got a very long playlist. What about you guys? It depends on what I'm writing. Um, for one of my stories, it's it's a zombie story. And specifically, I will go for the Last of Us soundtrack, Ooh, um, where it's got that ethereal noise. They invented mm-hmm. an instrument just to make the sounds that they had. That's so, cool. Um, if I'm like needing that isolation feeling, because it's the story of one person by himself, um, that's what I will start listening to. But when I'm writing for like my D and D campaigns or my fa- my fantasy stories, it's usually something along the lines of just whatever epic is out there and in those moments that's kind of what also inspires that pantsing moment of like oh yeah i'm really feeling this moment they're you know this character is gonna really rise up to the top in this moment and then like the pandora or spotify will shuffle to the next song and it's like and then he dies what (laughs) finding like like skyrim related soundtracks on youtube Mm -hmm. oh gosh that music is skyrim music is pretty and i've never even i've never even played skyrim but i have some of the music well video game music is great because a lot of video games have this kind of ambient music Mm -hmm. for when you're just doing one thing for a long time because it's not like a movie where it's like hey here's a battle scene okay two and a half minutes later it's over um and you're like wait 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 i'm not done writing that scene not even close that's why Brian Tyler's a good person to listen to. Like, listen to the Battle of Los Angeles soundtrack. It's all battle. So you can have a nice, long battle. I just listen to the one song on repeat while I write the scene. Oh, that's I've so done that. probably a good idea. Um, I do that a I have lot. To, I have to have perfect silence when I'm writing. But I do listen to music, like, in the car and stuff as I'm, or as I'm getting ready to inspire me. Um, yeah. I listen to, like, for the, the last book I wrote, the, the or just finished, the... Two masters, the ones with dinosaurs and magic mechs, and it, it's it's amazing. Ma- magic what? Magic mechs. Magic mechs. Okay. Magic Mexicans. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was wondering. Magic Mexicans. No. Anyway, <laughs> David's like turning away from the ca- from oh the microphone gosh. so he doesn't laugh. Oh no, my it. gosh. Um, anyway, I listen to. There's this song near. I think it might be the first song on the Avatar soundtrack. Not. It's the fake avatar, the blue people one. James not, Cameron. Not the awesome one that has to do with the shirt David's wearing today. Mm. Uh, he's wearing an avatar it's shirt. It's also Captain Planet. It's also it Captain is. Planet. Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. On oh, YouTube. dear Lord. <laughs> this is so terrible. I was going to say that I listened to, there's a song called Jake's Dream or Jake Dreams at the very beginning of the avatar soundtrack that's like this ethereal music and then it builds up with these drums and the drums build up and then it goes kaboom and then you know then the movie starts um i listened to that at the very beginning of writing that book because as i'm listening to it like the whole world just like sprouts in my brain of the story world that i'm writing 
and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And then I shut off the music and write. I have a hard time using music as inspiration because music sounds like audible math to me. Mm. And I get too hung up on the repetitive patterns of it to mm. actually have anything else go on. When you die, may I, may I study your brain? I mean, sure. I'm not going to use it. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think you studied brains. <laughs> I will now. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are some things like the, like there are some, some soundtracks and music pieces that I can listen to that I can use to help me build a scene. But I don't think I've ever been inspired to create a new scene by music. You know, it just, it doesn't really, like, I'll decide, I'm going to write a battle, so I'm going to find battle music. I'm going to write something sad, so I'm going to put on the assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Howard Board soundtrack, because that'll depress you for days. I can't listen to music to get inspiration for new things, because mm -hmm. otherwise it's just math. You guys all listen more like soundtrack kind of music. Mm -hmm. I listen to music a lot with We're talking about lyrics. the presence of words or not, right? Lyrics. Yes. I listen to a lot of music with lyrics, a lot of indie pop music, and that's what inspires my stories. Not like, when you're writing, though. No, right? I can't. I can't. Have, I can't write with with any I, kind of music. I can't write with even soundtrack music going out. Like it's got to be silent. It's too distracting. It, like it me is. too. I have to yeah. turn it off. I need it to be quieter. Yeah. Seriously, my dog can't be looking at me. She just sits there and pants and makes noise, and it distracts yeah. me. I even have to like <laughs> pause. I'll pause my brain, listen to a piece of music, so I can can work out what yeah. I'm doing with it, and then pause the music and go back to my brain. So, like, Adela, what about you? You you listen to music with words yes. while writing. Yes, on how, repeat. How's that experience? It feels perfectly normal. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Why is my barbarian character saying "shake it off" over and over again? I don't get this. <laughs> that needs to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, well. They are barbarians, so, you know. <laughs> I can't listen to music with words when I'm writing. And if I know the direction that the writing is going, then I don't need music at all. But if I need a little nudge, I'll, I'll find some, some music. Sometimes the monotony of writing in silence makes me feel like I'm going insane. See, I need, I need constant noise. I have tinnitus, so if I'm in mm. silence, I just hear... Interesting. Uh, white noise machines actually makes it worse for me. It's it's a nightmare. But so if I'm not listening to music, it's usually because something bad is happening. Like in my <laughs> daily life. Like ah oh, crap. <laughs> if I have music, I can listen to it with words in it. Only if I'm familiar with the song, close enough that I know the lyrics. Yes. But if it's a new song, mm. if I turn on my Discover Weekly on my Spotify and it's like, oh man, I really dig, dig the song, I will stop and I will listen to the lyrics more than I will uh, listen to anything else. And that can, that can be really distracting. So yeah, most of the time I try to go for a soundtrack, something that I'm more familiar with. I tend to like video games more so because of the same reason of like, they, they have themes that carry, so this is my, my, uh, my music major taking over. They have themes that can carry over a lot easier than in movies oftentimes, unless you're like looking at long-term movies like the Marvel franchise where they have like all these themes tied into Infinity War that leak back to their original source material. But if it's just words, then it needs to be something that fits the theme or trope that I'm working with, or uh, I, I know it very well. See, and I will listen to bands that have words in their music based on the pyrotechnics they use in their live shows. Nice. <laughs> so I'm a big Fall Out Boy fan because they blow stuff up on stage. And I didn't really like them until a friend of mine took me to one of their concerts and they blew stuff up on stage. And I was like, I love these guys. I've got a couple you know? of their songs in my playlist. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now I actually like the music, too, but I probably couldn't tell you most of the words for them. I just Nobody I can. just remember when the explosions went off. That's not fair to to, to Patrick Stump. Come on. <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right. Like there there are some words where it's just like 
I don't know any of the words that they're saying. Like early panic, early fallout boy, I would I would totally agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, those are words. Or Enya. 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 <laughs> yeah. I love Enya, but yeah, it's true. I can understand Enya, Enya just fine. So you speak Elvish? <laughs> Gaelic Elvish? Gaelic Elvish? I swear that's what Enya's speaking all the time. Uh, or Phil Collins when he's doing his echoey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, your music major is really coming out now. Yeah. Right? yeah it's, 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 how, how, how would you write that? Perfor- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, co- a composition piece wise, that's actually really well done. Uh, but in the, in the executables, I would make some changes. Yeah. I would add more. Some some good synth drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends. Semi synth. Semi synth. Yeah. Semi synth reverse drums. Sure. Why not? I don't know. Now you're just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they all mean, though. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Guess what? No Same. one does. We've been talking about music and and how we use it as an inspiration. So let's talk about how it can be uninspiring. Like, have you ever, have any of you ever had music going on and it actually disrupted your your thought process? We, you and I kind of talked yeah. about how we got to turn it off while it's you're got, writing. It's got to be off, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, have you ever had music just kind of encroach in on your business when you didn't want it to? I think there's been times, like I said in the chat yesterday, if I'm, you know, trying to outline, trying to get ideas, like I'll just turn on some music and just listen to it and be on autoplay and, and I'll just sit there and try to think of what's, you know, how a scene could fit this song. And then sometimes that those songs, I'm like, no, it's just, just no, this one, this, this has nothing to, this does not fit my story at all. And then, I don't know, it kind of feels like I have to start over at that point. David, you mentioned earlier listening to epic music. Mm-hmm. That's what made me think of Skyrim is because I used to do a lot of listening to epic music while I write. And then I was, oh man, I'm like fidgeting at my desk with this because there's some, there's some sick epic music out there. Audio Machine, Two Steps From Hell. Oh, I love Two Steps From those Hell. Those guys are make. Such beautiful music. But that only works for me when I'm, like, writing the finale of the book. You can get these epic music mixes that are, like, three hours long. I'm like, okay, I'll pop that on when I'm writing the everybody's killing each other part. And it's it's lots of fun. But if I'm writing anything else, half the time I have the music off because, oh, no, they were just having a conversation about, you know, trade negotiations. And, you know, one of them just stabbed the other in the eye. I need to stop listening to this music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Stabbed I mean, him in the eye. Again. There definitely is music that some genres like I'm working on a for one of my D&D campaigns, a thief campaign. Right They're They're in a Ooh. guild. They're, they're thieves and whatnot. But I based the idea off of like sea shanties. Oh, nice. Because it's like it's more of a camaraderie thing. They're all working together usually in, in the sense of when they're singing a sea shanty, they're trying to achieve a common goal. And the, the music actually is a tempo that they can try and work together in. But if I turn on that playlist while I'm working on anything else, it just none of the thoughts that I want to inspire me come to me unless it's related to what I call guild rats. If the guild rats are like something that I'm working on, great, I'll turn on the playlist. It's all pirates and sea shanties and whatnot, even though like there aren't any pirates, it's just camaraderie, awesome. Okay, now I'm working on my my solo story where it's just one character. And if I turn that on, I'm like, okay, there's no camaraderie here. And it's a little bit more depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to be really careful what music I choose to listen to. So I take a long time before I start writing to pick which piece I'll be listening to typically, even if it's a three minute song on repeat while I work through the night, I'll do it. That's really interesting. When I hear words in music, I can't I can't not think of them. Hmm. 
Like, like sometimes I'll get mad at like some of my epic music mixes because they're like, here, here's a random, you know, operatic, you know. Here's the fifth element opera, opera scene. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, oh, you just pulled me right out. I don't even care that that's not English. I hear voices and meaning. And it's also because I dabble too much in like language. So it's like, wait, what are they saying? What could they be saying? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I'm supposed to be writing a, you know, I'm supposed to be writing a scene here. That's actually why sometimes I enjoy listening to music in other language that, languages that I don't know, because then, I mean, if it's done, depending on what type of, what genre of music it is, the vocals just become another instrument to yeah. me, because I don't, I don't know what they're saying, so it's just, might as well be a violin or a horn. And I'll do that more typically when I'm drawing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, when I'm working on, like, maps or other elements of, like, visual design related to my story, I'll listen to whatever and then a couple other things for when i'm when i'm writing i have like a few like lists on youtube where for the book that i'm working on now which is uh stars it's star people <laughs> and magitech and it's basically i watched star wars and i thought i can do magic space buddhists better and <laughs> and also lots of other things but anyway i was finding there's this these few genres of music that are eastern tech and eastern like rock eastern techno oh my gosh i put this music on and it just gives me my my zen <laughs> puts me in my zen zone to to write the book I feel like I use a lot of modern music in my writing. I guess I might speak because I have modern characters in a fantasy setting, and like the, this is the music that maybe they would be listening to. I'm working on a post-apocalyptic type of book right now, and most of the time there is no music in these people's day-to-day -day life because, I mean, there's not a whole lot of people. So I have an app on my phone called Relax Melodies, and I can just choose wind or thunderstorm and just listen to that instead. So that's what I do sometimes if I need to set a scene, I'm like, well, what's the weather like in this scene? Or like I've got this one scene that takes place near a waterfall and luckily waterfall is one of the noises on there. So I just sit there and listen to waterfall. Lots of great nature ambience on YouTube or like city ambience mm -hmm. or medieval tavern ambience. You can find, sometimes find them on like like D&D &D playlists. That's where I need to start playing in my therapy sessions. I often have ambient sounds in my in my office going on. I need to start do, having that. Do a tavern. Like, <laughs> it's like, you pushing me? I'm not pushing you. And then like, you know, tavern having brawl. It's, it's tavern yeah. brawl, brawl sound effects. Um, Let's do a fight in the background. Wait a minute. Isn't that just punk music? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or... Here's an example, uh, tribal trap or global bass, Eastern Eastern trap music, dubstep and Eastern music had a beautiful, beautiful baby. Oh yeah, I like dubstep. Yeah, now imagine adding in some, you know, some lutes and I, I don't even know the names of their instruments that are so amazing. Hmm. But one, yeah, but one thing that I, I do do. One thing you do do? do. <laughs> one thing I do do is I, did you do the didgeridoo when you did the doo doo? I like I like to reduce too. Do you? Did you did read? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> so are we all. One thing that I do when I'm outlining or brainstorming a story is sometimes, like this will happen to me on the radio. I will pick up a song that is the essence of the story. This happens to me a lot with like Imagine Dragons and uh, yes. Pompeii. Yes. Um, actually, Pompeii totally happens to me with like there's this one song done by by Bastille. But Bast yeah, the song by Bastille called Pompeii yes. that makes me think of the Wave Kings every time. Ooh, okay, I know what song you're talking about. That's a pretty song. Right? Yeah. Like, listen to it again Love and it. think about the Wave Kings. Like, everything sounds like we're trying to survive this apocalypse and clouds are coming and killing everything. And imagine dragons, demons, 
Yes. Where My Demons Hide. That song is like the anthem for the book I'm writing right now. Uh, now I'm just thinking Dungeons and Dragons, but Imagine Dragons. I love Imagine Dragons on my playlist. I, uh, my so in um, Brian Lee O'Malley, he wrote the Scott Pilgrim series and helped write the screenplay. He also, the name Scott Pilgrim actually just comes from an indie band where the song's name is Scott Pilgrim. That's awesome. They don't actually say his name in the song at all. It kind of has that punky vibe, but it's still indie. There's more than one way just to be inspired by the song. It's not just like, oh, look at that, listen to the beat, listen to the the chord or the melody that they're driving, what's the harmony, you know, uptake that they're doing here, is there a melodic resonance or not, things along those lines. I think a lot of what we're low-key saying is like we're inspired by the way that the instrument sound or sometimes the lyrics but there's other aspects of like what's the story in your brain like you were saying with Bastille where Brian Lee O'Malley hears the song Scott Pilgrim and he's like what if Scott Pilgrim was in a video game though and then it just it goes off from there and he had to defeat his girlfriend seven evil exes yes, yes. I love that movie so much I need to read the comics it's the movie so is amazing I uh, have not been able to make it through that movie I know we've had many a discussion about this I know it disrupts my sense of calm <laughs> <laughs> well, are there any other points about music before we go to uh, the book of the week? I will always recommend try to find a song with an actual resolution. My my, uh, you don't like fade outs? Not necessarily <laughs> fade outs, but um, I hate fade outs. So there's like a melodic dissonance. If I go shave and a haircut, do do. That's, that's exactly it. There's this great joke that Mozart's dad would come home two o'clock in the morning, drunk out of his mind, and play the piano half of a sonata and then stop halfway through a measure and then go upstairs and go to bed. And the fact that the song would be buzzing in Mozart's head, he'd have to go downstairs, pick up a, a measure beforehand, and then finish out the rest of the song or else he'd be up all night with it in his head. If you find a song like Let It Go, Let It Go does not end with a resolved chord. Uh, if you think about how it ends, it goes, the cold never bothers me anyway. Ding! And it ends, yeah. Like, it doesn't have a, a chord that actually resolves it. That's why it got stuck in so many people's heads, was because it never really ended. Dirty trickery. That's so manipulative. It's super all, all clever, those poor though. Peop, all those poor people live with two-year-olds. Right? But it's super clever <laughs> to think about how to best write your songs. So there might be there might be a song out there that you're like, why does this keep getting stuck in my head? Listen to the ending. Does it actually end? You know, the, if you think musicals, they always they usually have a but. Uh, that's the, that's the technical term, a button where it's like, and I love her. Bump. Like if you think about a lot of musicals, they have that like big chord that they strike, and that tells you the song is over. Mm. Look for that button. That way you can allow your brain to move on from the music, or else it might just be stuck, and then you're kind of putting your mind in a loop. Oh my goodness. Wow. That explains so yes, much. It does. I'm going to start killing people who write those songs. Thank you, David. You're welcome. <laughs> no. I'm glad that I can kill more people in my life, apparently. <laughs> Should we do Book of the Week? This time, I'm going to recommend two real quick ones. One is the Night Angel trilogy by Brent Weeks. So good. So good. Well, he's so good. I haven't finished that series. Ah, the other one. It's so good. I but did not like how it ended. By the way that he world builds, you know the entire world by the end of the second book. And you're like, oh, and like, it didn't feel expositioning. The second one is Hawkeye, My Life as a Weapon by Matt Fraction. I know it's not many comic books that you probably are recommending on your show, but it is a fantastic pace and a character, a character model of understanding characters and what they do when they're not doing their thing. And I think it's a fun practice of taking your character and what do they do in their everyday life when they're not saving the world. Oh, or, you cool. know, killing people. Well, uh, little column A, little column B. It's a fantastic comic book 
I did an episode on it on Comic Trades Monthly where we talk about the complexities of the character. When you're not saving the world, what do you do? How does how does that affect your everyday life? Are you stuck in a mode where you're constantly trying to save everyone around you, or do you become more selfish? So it's a good character um, example. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Brent Weeks, he's one of my favorite writers. Mm. He's working on the Prism. The Black, Black Pri- Prism. Black Prism. The Lightbringer series. The Lightbringer series. He's written the first four. Have you guys read those? I read the first I one. I have not read that one. I nope. started the second one. I actually started the second one first because I didn't know. And it's, again, the audiobooks. And he's describing colorblindness. And as someone who is colorblind, I was like in tears. I'm like, somebody understands me. And I'm talking to my wife and Kaylin says, that's that's book two. Stop. Stop. <laughs> that series is so it's good. It's really good. One Can't recommend favorites. Burn Weeks enough. Alright. This has been the Four Seasons of Epic Fantasy. You all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Read more comics. <laughs>